1: Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions in Sound. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 13 of 2022 and show 1118 if you're keeping track that way. This week, we conclude March with a look at the 40th anniversary of the Sylvester Stallone film, First Blood. But first, joining me here all the way from Ramsgate, England, is Jason Drury. Jason, welcome to the show again. It's great to have you here.
2: Good morning. It's great to be back.
1: Yeah, it has been a little bit since you've uh, been on the show, but it's, it's nice. Like I said, it's always nice to have you here and uh, ready and and bright eye and bushy tailed more more or less for the yeah. for the show this morning.
2: I just checked my tail. Yeah, it is bushy. it's bushy. Very <laughs> bushy today. Yes, very, very bushy indeed.
1: Okay, so um, I first remember seeing First Blood on pay TV, as in ni- uh, 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 back in 1985, I think. Now I was aware of Sylvester Stallone, of course, but only vaguely through his role in the Rocky films, which I believe at this point was on Rocky four or three pretty close. And at that point, Rambo two had already hit theaters. Now, of course I was not old enough at the time to see the Rambo films in theaters, though I do remember being intrigued by the film. I even had, uh, what would later become known as the Rambo knife, uh, that I would use for camping trips and the like. So, um, Jason, when did you first see first blood? When I first
2: became aware of it. I think at at the school was the the, uh, the English class I had had the book behind in in the class. Okay. I, mean, I, remember, I remember seeing the book was there, and I remember seeing Chris Stallone's picture and it says this time he's fighting for his life. So really that link to the Rocky films they do use mm-hmm. as one of the bylines of the film. I think I first saw it. I think I this at the cinema. I think like you, I was too young to see it at cinema. But the first time I saw it was on the home video, and I think I've, I think I've seen that film now so many times. I think you, I think we were talking just off air. We can recite a lot of the lines of it. Yeah. it's it's such a well-known film for people, particularly for people of our of our age.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And. Uh, I've grown to love it. I think, of course, it's the Jerry Goldsmith score really was something that stood out for me. Even my parents brought me a vinyl copy of it for Christmas, I think, one year. Right. Because I think I've got, I think, if I remember rightly, I brought one of the first Jerry Goldsmith CDs, a vinyls of what was Rambo 2. Right. So I wanted I wanted the First Blood. And my parents finally found it, and they're going to get and they gave it to me for Christmas one year. And I played the thing to death. As you would,
1: as you would, so, yes.
2: Because the music is absolutely, it is a masterclass of action scoring. As, oh, as we'll go into 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 the score for sure. The film, the film st- is an absolute. It, it, obviously of the of the films, of the Rainbow films. It stands out as the best. Obviously,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it, doesn't, it does not. It's a more down to earth. It's a more real of of the films. It's not a cartoon, right. as, as it turned into afterwards, and overly patriotic and. Some of the some of the been a plum of the politics maybe a bit iffy as well, but it it, it stands out. I think in one of Stone's best performances. Also, he had he backed up by some great supporting performance by Brian Dennehy, Teasel,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Richard Crenner is when really, he came in as with The role originally was supposed to be played by Kurt Douglas, but he left. Yeah. He left after problems with the, the scripts. And you know, even now I watched it last night, and it still stands up as a. As an exciting action film, it's amazingly short. It's only nineteen minutes long, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is.
1: We'll cut. get in. We'll get into that yeah. uh, about yeah. how yeah. its length.
2: Yeah, but you know, it is. It still stands out as one of the great action films. I think it really does gripe me now these days. It's every time the show on television, particularly over here on one of the ITV channels, they always call it Rambo: First Blood, and that always drives me nuts because as we know the film is just it's, it's like people think you no know, oh, what's this first blood about is it who, who's in this and I put, i've got to put rambo at the front of it, it uh, the film yes. is called it... first blood and it's not rambo first blood and it really grinds my kids every time i see that
1: <laughs> <laughs> well well, for me i actually watched it as uh, recently as a couple of days ago and i actually watched both um um first blood and rambo first blood part two and I, boy, was there ever a tonal shift. Now we'll get into it's that a, t- yes. a little later on about uh, the, the major tonal shift between the first film and the second film and even the third film and fourth film and well, last blood. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll briefly discuss those because, um, the, the, I don't know, maybe the best way of putting it is diminishing returns because I, I agree with you with, in regards to, uh, to Stallone, he, really brought his a game and it's a shame that the film did not garner more recognition um for him and you know uh, i mean awards aren't everything and i think it's become a much more popular film now be now uh with more with more a little more time between it and be and watching it and and that sort of thing so yeah um well you have to recall as well is that uh uh, Stallone was just coming off of the success of the huge success of the first Rocky, as well. I
2: think, I think it was the second. I think it was after Rocky two. I think it was between. No, I think it's Rocky three. Yes, after Rocky three. I think it's just between that time, Rocky two II and three, when it came out. I mm-hmm. mean, two years later it was Rocky four. So it was still the Rocky was his his thing, and he probably needed this other character. I don't. I don't think it was. Originally going to be like a franchise, like the Rocky films.
1: No, um, and, and that's something I'd, I'd like to discuss with you. As uh, again, as as the f- the show goes on, uh, in the idea that how did a film about a soldier with basically PDST yeah, um, turn into a franchise where he's an unstoppable killing machine? Yes, uh, essentially. So yeah, um oh, I, I I would have loved to have heard the. Uh, the the conversation with the studio execs on that one Mm. just you know, uh, and how, how, how the, how that, how that, that turned out. But in, in any case now um, the, the, the film uh, go um, kind of works around uh, the character John Rambo and now Rambo um, first debuted in the 1972 novel first blood, which you did mention that was, that was in your, your high school there. Uh, written by David Morrell, uh, oddly enough, um, originally from Kitchener here in uh, in town, which is is I think is kind of cool. Um, now, many directors and studios had unsuccessfully attempted to adapt this in the 1970s. Now, Rambo is a troubled and misunderstood Vietnam vet who must rely on his combat and survival skills when a series of brutal events results in having him. Uh, or rather in having him having to survive a massive manhunt by police and government troops in the small town of Hope, Washington. Now the film actually is set in British or was shot rather in British Columbia with a budget of $15 million. Uh, The town scenes in the movie were shot in Hope and the nearby Othello tunnels called Chapman's Gorge in the film. While the rest of the film was shot in Capilano Canyon Golden Ears Provincial Park, and Pitt Lake in Pitt Meadows. The movie takes place in the fictitious town of Hope, as mentioned before, Hope, Washington. However, Hope, British Columbia, is very much a real place. Now, the locations initially experienced unseasonably warm and sunny weather during the filming, which posed challenges since the crew had counted on an overcast setting. However, a period of heavy snowfall beginning in January 1982 delayed the production by a couple of months. Other delays were caused by injuries uh, to the cast and during stunts, including Stallone sustaining a serious back injury and several broken ribs, in particular due to performing his own stunt of dropping off a cliff in, into a tree, which is wow. uh, just, yeah, watching, watching that I- whole...
2: I've just seen it last night. I thought, wow, what a great stunt that was, and it that worked as he was Stallone.
1: That was that was Stallone. Wow,
2: amazing! That yeah. is amazing.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I I think that's pretty cool to to know that he did his he he did that particular stunt, and which is, mm. it looks like it hurt a lot.
3: <laughs> yes,
1: I'll just say that now. Interestingly enough, the guns used in the film had to be imported into Canada because of stronger f- firearm regulations. In January of 1982, over $50,000 worth of firearms, including 14 M16 rifles, 3 Remington shotguns, 2 44 Magnum revol- revolvers, and 11 Colt AR 15 rifles, were stolen from the set. How does that happen? Um, although the guns had been modified to shoot blanks, uh, the RCMP uh, claimed that, that they could easily be modified to fire live ammunition. After the incident, the set was guarded by the Canadian Army and many of the soldiers served as extras in the film. Now, the score, of course, was written by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, the overall theme of It's a Long Road featured in the film's three sequels and animated spin-off. Which, in and of itself, having an animated yes. s- animated off boggles the mind sometimes. Yes.
2: R- really. <laughs> it shows clearly why the, the, the John Rambo character turned into a, a caricature at the end, and wasn't the, this is I said this is the only film in he's an actual real person. Exactly, and not 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 this action hero, in indestructible in killing machine, as you mentioned, and that's why the film. I think is still. But the best of all the Rambo films. I would agree for that reason.
1: Yeah. Now the soundtrack was originally released on LP by the Regency label, although it was edited out of sequence at the time for a more satisfying listen. Now that the that, al-
2: that, that, that was done by Joe Gossard himself. Yes, he actually was very. He loved the score so much. He really was hands on making that. You know, the edits of that of, that, of the album. albums. So that's why it's one of the best. I, mean, I hardly of one of the greatest soundtrack albums of that, of that time because,
1: okay. because of that. Cool. Didn't, wasn't, wasn't aware of that. Now, the album was reissued on CD with one extra track, uh, No Power, twice, as it is one of Entrada Records' initial titles, and then as an identical release by Verez Saraband. The complete score was eventually released by Entrada in a two CD set, which is the music that we'll be featuring today. Uh, with the Carolco logo and the Rambo First Blood 2 trailer music added. So why don't we kick things off here and take a little bit of a, a musical break as we get into First Blood with music by Jerry Goldsmith. little bit of music from, of course, the 1982 film uh, uh, First Blood. That's music, of course, by a Jerry Goldsmith. Now, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter, at Visions Sound, you can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I'm also available online with uh, Good Pods and Apple Music. If you want to uh, get into the whole uh, podcasting thing, which will again show up uh, in about uh, three hours' time, depending on how things how things go. In any case, welcome back to Visions in Sound. As this week, we are looking at the 40th anniversary of the movie, First Blood. Um, Now, reading here, the first rough cut of the film was three hours long, possibly three and a half hours long, and according to Sylvester Stallone, it was so bad that it made him and his agent sick. Needless to say, Stallone hated the first cut of the film so much that he tried to buy uh, buy the film back and destroy it, calling the cut he saw a career killer. When he couldn't do that, he suggested that the producers cut much of his part and let the rest of the characters tell the story. This that act that actual cut of the movie, uh, cut the movie time in half and would set a precedent for future action films. Now, I was unaware and I would love to see just to see this particular 3-hour long cut of the uh, uh, of First Blood just to see what they removed and uh, and and to see go ahead
2: I've I've got an idea of somewhere they could have cut be particularly it's probably an example of how how to create traps because he you know it seems in the film it, it took you like five seconds to create all these traps for the uh, for the police when the police when they go in the in the mountain hunt sequence ah right well I think there is probably it got rid of some of that was I'm probably I'm glad he did. He it feels like we were thinking, Oh, he, he did that quite quickly. How did he get all those traps so fast? You know, how <laughs> fast. Yeah, it, it got fast work. What do you think he is Superman? Yeah. You know, that, but that's probably it. But probably it, 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 in, time isn't not a good thing in one of the things about the film you don't you know, things happen quickly. You don't see the time casting on. You probably it probably was a lot of him getting things ready.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
2: the preparation of it like in putting that, in that sequence but I, I would uh three and a half hours i think this film i think is so well done as a 90 minute film and if he's if, if so it's if, if true what he said i think he did the right thing because it was it is important you know that the, you, you, you see that what the characters are doing to chase rambo in the in the film and it's important you see that and cause that's the main thing. Rambo, is he's the guy there to be. Ch- he's out there being chased. You, you're looking at what they're do, trying to do to try and catch him. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what he, you know. You know what he's up to. You know, he's you know at certain points he's in a cave. He's doing things in the cave while they see all this all is happening. You know, you you've got a good idea. It's, it, probably they filmed too much of him and they thought this is a good. We'll get rid of all of this preparation stuff. Like for example, you don't you want to see him? You know, it's, it's a good. Idea. You, you don't realize when you go in the traps are there. In that sequence, yeah, we talked about that, that, that magnificent sequence of the, the mount, the mountain in the sequence. We're trying; you know, we've got all the traps, and and it is surprised when you see it. When you see him, you know he's, he's he's done something. Because the first thing you see when he when, when they go out there, you see the scarecrow, and they start shooting at the they think it, they think it's him, and they shoot at the scarecrow. Right. Yeah, and and it, and then and you and it's after that, it's just you know what's going to happen, and it's and
1: well, do you? A, do you really? Because in a lot of cases you do, like, I mean, Rambo's unstable. Yeah. And you're, you're not sure if he's just going to, um, yeah. I mean, obviously his, his, his training kicks in mm. when, uh, when he's, when he's out in the woods and, yes. and that sort of thing. And yeah, you're, um, are you sure? Because I'll, I I know those traps were a surprise now, for, to me anyway.
2: Now what in the book ramble kills a lot more people in fact in in this film he doesn't kill anybody he, he in the film you see he sets out not he sets out to maim
1: mm-hmm. he
2: sets out to injure but he doesn't send out he doesn't want to kill anybody no it's a sequence particularly when that horrible the horrible man was the uh falls out the helicopter he goes to him and he says oh i'm not i didn't kill him this is not my fault i did not kill him yeah and they still and they still shoot at him they yeah. Shoot, think, and thinking he he murdered him, but he didn't. And, and the only grass who knew who the truth was the helicopter pilot, who scarpered straight away. Yeah. So he was he was definitely from that moment you know he wasn't he wasn't going to he wasn't intending to kill any, mm-hmm. anybody, but they just kept pushing further and further. So he just he he's um, we'll survive, and his training kicked in, and the only way he could try and he, he, and he is that, that's when, he, when he catches teeth in, in that's he at the end said I could have killed all these people i thought got, I could, have, but I didn't. You see, I, you, I would have killed all of you, but remember, I didn't. You, you started this war, and, uh, you know, just let it, let it go. Yeah. So he, he wasn't intending. He, he could injure people. He could maim people, but he wasn't going to kill them. No. He, had, he, he even told Teasel straight at the end of that scene. I'm not killing anybody. All this is your fault. Just let me, just let me go, and no, no, nothing else would happen. Where he just he just kept going. He just he just it turned out to be a, ven- a vendetta. It turned out well. Even even Troutman
1: even yes. Troutman says at one point just yes. let him let him go, yeah. and he'll he'll eventually show up in like working in a gas station in in whatever whatever town he said.
2: It, it would have been much of a film, but that would have been the best way to do it. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, but I mean, you know, and and was, uh, we, we 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 discussed Brian Dennehy because that, that's the first time I'd kind of seen him in any like major film. But well, you mentioned he was—he did a lot of TV work, yes, as well.
2: And even even he turned up as as a uh, prosecution lawyer in Dynasty as well. Okay. Yes, he, in in the scenes when John Collins appeared in Dynasty, Dynasty or Dynasty, he was—he he did a lot of TV work before he went into the movies, into the films. I think this is one of his earlier breakout roles. I think after this, he did a lot of lot of great movies, like Silverado. He worked with Peter Greenaway and Belly of an Arctic architect. He was, a, he was a he was a very fine actor, and it's, it's a shame that we recently lost him. He was, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a real great, great actor, and I think I'm sure. And he showed how much Stallone liked him because he, and also the the team liked him in first. part because his performance is one of the most, most important performances of the film, and he really is, it, it's a great performance of him. He's a, he, he, he's, a, he's, a he's a real man in in the film but it will pop proper proper you know but he but he there is a he got too obsessed and all this if, if it wasn't for him being stupid and thus not letting him go right none, none of this would have happened
1: exactly if he had just let if he had just let him have a meal in town yeah stallone or or, or rambo would have moved on and there would have yes. been no, no, no problems, but.
2: And, and, and still old, and still old as well.
1: <laughs> now, the one thing I, 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 did notice and that maybe it was just, um, I don't know, just the, 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 the style at the time, but Rambo's hair was always like nice. And, and mm. like, especially in those early, those early shots. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, it, it, he doesn't, he doesn't come across as a real drifter. No. Like I would expect a long-haired, uh, um, kind of scraggly-looking drifter. I mean, it, uh, it doesn't.
2: So, Drifty was quite smart.
1: Yeah, it doesn't he, doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't take me out of the film to see that. But it's it's just something that jumped out at me. I mean, even in, even in in Rambo First Blood Part Two, he has this 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 very nice flowing hair, and it's and it doesn't go out of place at all. And I'm like, come on, you're in the jungle, man.
2: It's, it's mullet. Yes. Yeah.
1: Now. Um,
2: Did you just put the moustache so in the torture sequence? I,
1: I thought that that was weird to see him with the mustache <laughs> i was wondering i was wondering if that was his choice or if it was a production choice i'm not sure yeah. it didn't take me again didn't take me out of the picture but it was I was sitting there like going is that a mustache on stallone yeah, yeah. what's what, what's that
2: yeah uh, at the mustache I mean, must be which switch the film off because like, this film started is really 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 but <laughs> Do you might want to feel I do this is a Get rid of it. Right. <laughs> now,
1: um, again, uh, a very understated performance from Stallone. Yeah. Uh, not really like you. You can. W- one of the things that I find about Stallone's performance is you can definitely feel the uh, unstableness bubbling just under the surface of his character. It's like it's it it's it, he's he's mm. just barely in control.
2: Yes, and to the last scene of the film when he completely explodes mm-hmm. at Which the we, end.
1: Well, again, we'll get to that because there's actually uh, a a couple of interesting notes that that about that scene in particular. Um, and the thing is, is that I mean, if there was ever a point where you were going to stamp. Oscar scene on the uh, on the on the film and say yes. this is what it is. Yeah, it was that monologue at the end where where he talks about well like I said, we'll get into that as as the, uh, as, the as the as the the show kind of nears its conclusion. Um one of the things again about about St- um Stallone and I thought that the the casting in particular. Yes. with Adeniyi uh, and Stallone and it was extremely well done i mean just just from a um a, a character standpoint i mean you know very little about rambo i mean obviously you know he's lost the last of his of his of his friends yeah in the the early part of the film and it's it's very i i find it it interesting um i can't, i can't remember the actress's name but the the woman who played uh, i guess it was uh, the husband or sorry the wife of uh of the of the uh of the soldier um's yes. very like she i thought she played it extremely well uh, mm. because she was very aloof yes and when he showed up and and you know held out the picture and and that sort of thing and then she finally kind of kind of warms up to him and then mm. starts yes. telling him the truth about what happened and yes. uh it's it's a it's it's rather an, an unu- not an unusual scene, maybe, but it's one of those scenes that you kind of like, what's the deal with, with, uh, with, with Rambo, since we don't really know too much about him and that sort of thing at, at that point. I mean, it, it really, in, in my opinion, kind of sets up very much how, his yep. char- how he, the, what, what his character ends up doing later on as the film goes on. Um, for, for Teasel... Again, he's—you uh, get the impression that he's the everyman, the everyman yes. sheriff, where you yes. know everybody, everybody knows him. Everybody He's it, everyone's friend. Exactly, until <laughs> everything turns around, and it just becomes this, this and almost it, nightmarish kind of
2: yeah. And it's the treatment of the, I forget the other policeman's name, the one who died in the helicopter. Yeah, his his, his treatment of him was absolutely
1: appalling. Well, the thing is, had, I don't know, if, if Teasel had been the one uh, to do the booking instead of this other, I I, I can't remember the name of the, the other, the other, uh, the other police officer as well. Um, But it was just, he was so, it was almost as if, And I, again, I don't know if this was, again, because I I don't, I know very, unfortunately, I know very little about the the Vietnam War. And I know that the soldiers that were returning were not treated very well. That's true. Yes. Because of of how they were portrayed in the media, how Mm. stories that would get back. Um, But it was almost as if. The flag that he was wearing on his coat was like a target that yes. they put on him. And he was using it, of course, to show his patriotism, to show that he'd done his bit for for king and country, so to speak. It,
2: it, it, it was it was like there were all, all the problems of Vietnam. They were going, there were people that didn't like what happened in the war, and they were letting it all off on this one guy mm-hmm. in the police. There was all, everything. He was, you know, it was like the country, you know, turning, you know, Having a go at the American army this one man, but you know they, they everything they, they threw everything at him because of that. Because yeah. it, and it, and he was wearing just all he was wearing was the stars and stripes, you know, American flag. Yeah, it's surely that, that. What's what's wrong with what's working that? Exactly, because well, it's, uh, it's, it's it's not wearing a Nazi or you know, sort of or anything bad, or even a Confederate flag. It could have been even worse. Yes, but it was, it was a normal American stars and stripes on his on his coat. So it was absolutely. It, it surely was, yeah, there was nothing th- there. Nothing there it seemed to be that um, antagonistic. But it did. It seemed to have a. It, it, this town seemed to have a problem with the stars and stripes. It, 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 it said, he said things were said to start of the film. You, 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 can't wear that flag around here. It causes problems. So that,
1: that's, yeah. that, that's, that, that's that's your flag. Well, the thing is, is that yeah. I mean, it does have. I believe he has U.S. Army. If, it's, yes. if I'm not mistaken, written on his shirt as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, again, and, and I, I don't speak from, uh, from experience, but um, the whole thing with the whole Vietnam War and, and them coming back, I mean, uh, Stallone deals uh, or, or kind of talks about that very briefly in his, in his monologue at the end of the film. And again, like I said, we'll get to that. Because yes. that's a rather yes. uh, huge portion of the uh, huge um, part, part think, of the film.
2: But I think the important thing to say, even at this point, I think at the time, I think it was, if it was like like 10 years in the future, that film, it probably Rambo would have had more, you know, it would have been cited here PTSD and he would have would have had a lot more therapy and a lot more. And if you he had these, guys, these demons in his head and he probably would have been. Lutfar looked after a, a hell of a lot more better than, than he was in the film in, mm-hmm. in in at that time because I think PTSD wasn't as much a a thing that was diagnosed in those in, in nineteen nineteen eighties. Yeah, I think even that it came in the future we people realise, particularly after the, after the Gulf War and other wars since, that the P, soldiers and even for uh, the UK the the, Britain, the Falklands right. people do have these flashbacks and have these problems and have very and it's very difficult for soldiers who like. Who to try and integrate themselves back into normal normal society, and this is one of the real problems. I think one of the things that, that the film brings up. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with, with Rambo.
1: Yeah. Now, now PTSD was a thing. It was it was acknowledged, but I don't think it was treated the same way as it is now.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And, uh,
1: and the thing is, is that the the reason I remember that, and I and I don't know if this was a a, a song that you you guys heard over in in the UK. Uh there was a, a um a Paul Hardcastle tune called Nineteen.
2: Yes, it was nineteen, no, the ninety yes, that was Paul Hardcastle. That was it was, that was done in the UK. Paul Hardcastle was a British uh, composer, artist who did that and uh I do have that uh, clear in my head and it's and I said I said he's a young he he probably was a younger man who was probably that, that sort of age when he went into war, became this complete fighting machine. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of what do you do after you've, you, you, you when you become surplus surface, trooper, what happens to a a fighter like that, eh, who becomes surplus to requirements and he's not required anymore. And this is one of the things in the film where he's, he's he No, and they,
1: nothing, they deal but, with it head on.
2: Exactly. He, he's a, uh, he can't, what do you, what do you do when you've got nothing else to do apart from all you can do is kill.
1: Yeah. And that you're, and, and that you are, I mean, even uh, Troutman even says he's, he's bred to kill. Exactly. Period. Yeah. And, 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 um, and the thing is, is that uh, I think Troutman, in, in particular Kronea's performance, really, um, he has a snarkiness to him. But at the same time, he comes at it very matter-of-factly. He says, look, Rambo's here. You've pushed him too far. You guys are screwed. If you if you if you don't like back off, and
2: what what happens next is on you. I think it, what, ex- what you
1: were saying exactly, and uh, and again, like I said, uh, Troutman Troutman knows Rambo, and he's again as we as we mentioned before, had he- Teasel just let Rambo go, and let him let him do let let him him just kind of get away, and yeah. then show up like I said in in a. Uh, and later on, none of that would have happened. None yeah, of the bad it, stuff would have happened.
2: All went wrong as soon as he went entered that car, into the police car and had the lift. Yeah. And if he just let him go, let him do leave him to his own devices, and he he decided to turn around again because he came back. And that's what and it if Rambo had not entered that car I said, No, do you want to lift? It? No, I'll I'll be happy. But he probably would have arrested him then anyway, where he was yeah. going. He it he, he, he was gonna Sooner or later, he was going to he was going to arrest him. He just just disliked the character from the first second he saw him. And sooner or later, he was going to be arrested. It was just a matter of time.
1: Yeah, which is again, uh, it it, it I mean the it, it's the in my opinion, it's the um um the skill of an actor to 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 hate, hate to have the audience hate them. Mm. or or really or really dislike them and and Teasel was a man out of his depth but also somebody that you was you just didn't you you just didn't like him yeah. and you were hoping that 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 uh that Rambo Rambo would get him uh, I don't know yes
2: he, he, he probably was a very decent police officer but I think just he just somehow he Bramble turned up on the wrong day. Probably he was having a really nice sunny day. It probably would, this would have happened. It probably turned up at the wrong time for Teasel, mm-hmm. and that's when he started to really go at this. This man, who, who virtually, you think of it, as you said, he 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 done absolutely nothing wrong. Exactly. And he just he just wanted to. He just for some reason he didn't. I don't, it's the case of I don't like you, soon I'll, I'll just want to arrest you anyway. He's gone. So he's like he was hoping he would do something so he can. Taking him down the cells. No. even from the very first conversation they had, you knew soon that, that that was it. Benoit he, he, was going to be going to be arrested soon. Was just just a matter of time. he Just yeah. wanted an excuse.
1: Exactly. And and again, uh, that again, that that to me speaks to uh, Dennehy's cl- uh, Tennessee's <laughs> Dennehy's skill as an actor. Mm. The fact that he's able to to to. Uh, at, one point, he actually try like, and there's a there's a scene with him and Troutman in the in the one in the bar, yes. Where it's kind of like, um, uh, Troutman's kind of he knows that Rambo's still alive. He yes. knows he he, he's, he has
2: his suspicions. I think he says, and
1: and 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 Teasel's like, well, this is all done now. I can, yeah, yeah. It's because
2: he see at the end when, when they're at the when they see the the tunnels all closed up, and they think, oh, was... Uh, everybody think, oh, that's it. Now we'll, go, we'll, we'll just pack up. You see, there's this little face, little expression on Troutman's face, like like he knows he's still alive. Yeah. It, all, all that's not enough. He he knows he's still alive, and he he, he had a little smirk before he walks away. Yeah. He it, 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 he knew all along he was alive, and he and he was. I think he was just hoping he'll just you know just get out and walk away, and uh, that you know they won't chase him anymore because they think he's dead, and that's it. He he, he will just disappear into the sunset. But then. He, he gets out and he takes over and t- takes on armored truck with him. So that's as <laughs> to the as to the mayhem. So, All uh, right.
1: <laughs> well, uh, let's continue on with a little bit more of the uh, the music from uh, from uh, First Blood. And of course, this is music, of course, by uh, Jerry Goldsmith. So we'll continue on and uh, we'll be back and we'll talk more about the film and uh, talk about some of the. um the the monologuing that goes on in the film we'll just we'll just we'll, we'll touch briefly on that so we're we'll back in a bit And with a little bit of music from the film uh, First Blood. Uh, that's music, of course, by Jerry Goldsmith. Now, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter. At Visions Sound, you can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where this show will appear in about, like I said, about two two hours time. And I uh, can also find me on Good Pods and uh, Apple Music to, uh, to listen to those wonderful, you can listen to previous shows, or you can also listen to tonight's show, like I said, in about two hours time. But stick with us. It's, it's, it's always great. And visit my store, too, because they're, you, you know, getting stylish for spring and that, that sort of thing. You can pick up a whole bunch of great stuff. Uh, oh, and uh, and Jason just is, has fallen in the background there.
2: No, yeah, it, my, my phone's fallen down. I, I, have, I have a special guest in, in my room at the moment who just disappeared again. Ah, uh, uh, okay. My, my phone fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, in, in any case, uh, yeah, we're back with uh, some more uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, 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 ideas and and stuff that we're going to be talking about with uh, with with uh, first blood uh, again, and uh, we're getting close, kind of close to the in, to the end of the film. And I uh, uh, just just looking at the uh, the, the various uh, things that that Rambo goes through, and we've we've dis- we discussed the whole fact that uh, Troutman knows yes. that Rambo's still alive in the tunnel there, despite the fact that they launch. I, I I am. Uh, this always this always makes me laugh when uh, I think about the, uh, um, the 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 National Guard having a rocket launcher. Yes, that, they Give were that in... man a <laughs> <laughs> that great laugh. Yeah, if, if, if
2: you get it up. You just fire it, please. Just just let me get out of the way first. For you. It's a great, yeah. it's great night. It's, well, the thing is, it's obviously, these are like uh, part-time soldiers. It's yes, obvious.
1: Well, the thing is, the, the the obvious thing is is that you know these. Rambo's shooting back at them, and he's like, "Okay, well, such a, such such a guy. You you go up, and no, I only do this on weekends, yeah. kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's 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 you. Int-
2: you, cl- you clean up your mess. Well, I've got i got to open the shop in the morning, but no, no, it, you clean it up. Forget it. You know, ex- you've got to clean. You you, you did it. You clean it up. I don't care about your shop. You got to clean this up. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just find it. I just find it uh, extreme. Whenever whenever I I see that particular scene where they're, they're they get a rocket launcher like where's these reservists and uh, again yes. i've i i don't know the whole um reservist uh um thing in the states and whether or not they get to do yeah. these these sort of things
2: but and, yeah and hidden, and hidden in that scene i think as i mentioned to you earlier there's a certain bruce greenwood who would become later on captain pike in the star trek films and amongst other other good roles yes his early, early film appearances don't know who he is but he is in there I know I don't see his name in the credits.
1: Yeah, uh it's I I was unaware of that. I mean, I, like I said I knew that that uh, very young David Caruso is in the film. And if you're not familiar with the, who David Caruso is, then just just watch uh, was it uh, uh, CIS Miami? I
2: think Law and Order like that Yeah, Law and Order, lot like yeah, of police procedural film series.
1: Exactly. And yeah, he was, uh, wasn't he on Hill street blues? I think so. I think so. I think that was the, the main show that he was on. So yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of, of, uh, of, um, you, you look at Caruso and he's he got this baby face and it's just, I, I mean, obviously these actors started, got their start somewhere, but when you see them in their, in their, in their young, uh, very young roles, It's, it's really, it's, 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 it's cool to, to sit back and go, God, these guys had, were we're, we're young back then. And of course, (laughs) when I look at pictures of myself, I keep going, yeah, I was, I would look like that at one time in, in any case. So yeah, why don't we continue on with uh, some more music from, uh, from, oh, actually, you know what? Why don't I tell you this story? Now, during a Q and a session with ain't it cool news, Sylvester Stallone reveals this incident. That happened on set. Uh, Stallone goes on to say, I was doing a scene in first blood where I'm in the cell being whipped uh, in the lower back with a piece of rubber hose. David Caruso was standing directly behind me. After every hit with the hose, David's character was supposed to exclaim, Jesus, can't you see this guy's crazy? And then I get hit again. We had about four takes and David had repeated the line perfectly on each take. Yet the director said, Well, let's try it again. At this point, my back was on fire and I turned to the director and said, how many more times are you going to do this? The kid said it perfectly. The director basically said, just shut up and do it again. As he came forward, I pushed him back. And the next thing I knew, I was tackled by a pair of security men and driven against the cell wall, which in turn cracked my rib. Oh no. Anyway, after several moments, everything cooled down. We all apologized and marched on. Yeah, maybe a bit uh, a bit tense on the set. <laughs> we'll say just a touch, uh, but probably, yeah,
2: probably added to the tension of the scene because uh, it's quite a tense
1: scene. Yeah, and you know that a lot of actors will do that. Uh, yes. will will kind of rile themselves up to get into the the intensity of a scene. But I, I don't think that maybe have been the case here. I mean, the fact that two security guys knock him back against the wall and and crack his rib is a little bit. Uh, a bit uh, excessive. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just just, just a wee bit excessive. So as mentioned before, uh, this would not be the first time that Stallone was injured as Stallone sta- sustained a serious back injury, and we mentioned this before, and several broken ribs, more broken ribs, or more, more cracked and broken ribs, performing his own stunt of dropping off the cliff into a tree. So why don't we continue on with some more music from First Blood, and uh, we'll be back in just a little bit. With a little bit of uh, music from Rambo, or sorry, of uh, First Blood. You're good, yeah, you're I know. i
2: gonna say eventually it's gonna
1: happen. I uh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, we're actually talking about the sequels in this next little bit. Now, you were talking uh, just off, just as we were coming back about themes, and uh, this particular theme, and the, and the the lost art of themes, perhaps.
2: Yes. This it, this is one of the it's a rollicking good theme this and it's you know it, it is a signature of the films. In fact it's a signature of the series even going not to brian tyler's scores
3: mm-hmm. this
2: is such it's such an amazing theme and, and as i said it's it's not many you know I, i'd like to see films in those days and i think a lot of the times a good it's important you know do you, you recognize them from a good thing like star wars right great example like talking in total to recall girls are just some great great some great things over the years this is one of his best things it stands out it's one of one of girls' great things one of the great things in cinema and it's such a shame these days we don't get so many i think there's only people like and the jacquino's and the silvestris these days who still produces great things for films right and, and i think directors seem to be worried about having the music standing front and center and having having the, you know having a signature tune in in there and we got people like goldsmith who was a master master of it and it is it is a dying art but there's so many good composers that do great themes for films and uh when you when they see it when they hear a good theme i think you know we should cherish them to think really and because it shows that a director and producer of and producers of a film are like the music and wants, you know, what the music front and center, the know the importance of, of the art of good film music in, in movies.
1: Right. And I would agree with you 120% on that one. So welcome back to visions and sound as this week, we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of first blood. Now we have to get in just briefly into the sequels here. Uh, development of a sequel to first blood began when uh, uh, Carolco Pictures sold foreign distribution rights to distributors in Europe and Japan in 1983, initially scheduling the film for December 1984 release. It was later rescheduled to August 1st, 1985. Although, in this case, the overall tone of the sequels was subjectively different than First Blood, portraying Rambo as more of an unstoppable war machine. Now, it's interesting... That uh, and it would, like I said, I, it would have been interesting to be in that meeting when yes. to to see to see how we change Rambo from this um, this this soldier with PDST to a killing machine that, that would mow people down in the uh, in in the, the subsequent films. Now, um, I know my my friend Susan would often say, "Just follow the money," and I think that's essentially where this all comes from is the fact that you know you follow the money yes and that and that's and that's the case here but how i, I it would have been it would have been in my opinion it would have been interesting to see or to hear the story as to who made the suggestion that um that this character would then become a an action hero later on mm. in any case so now a number of sequels did follow. uh, the nineteen eighty five Rambo First Blood Part Two, written in part by the then up and coming James Cameron.
2: Yes, I think we called it the infamous Rambo First Blood Part Two because it was somewhat very controversial at the time, but probably still is to this day, considering it's it's jingoism and it's very America American sort of American you know, American beats everybody sort of feel to it. But it's still but saying that it's still a very entertaining film.
1: Yes. I mean, there's there's some some really great scenes, and again, you almost get a a Teasel like character in the uh, in, in the I yeah. don't know the war consultant or whatever the guy is in. Yes,
2: in... Uh, yes, it's Charles Napier didn't, yes. didn't 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 have a good time in movies. particularly what happened to him in Silence of the Lambs, and uh, yeah, he, he, he kind of like he was lucky to survive this one.
1: <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Sorry, that one. <laughs> and then, of course, there was also 1988's Rambo three. Uh, 2008's Rambo, and 2019's Rambo Last Blood. Now, the first two sequels feature music, of course, by Jerry Goldsmith, and the latter two were scored by Brian Tyler. So uh, we'll play some uh, music from the various uh, sequels, and and, uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit. Here we go. With a little bit of music from the various uh, sequels for Rambo, including Rambo: First Blood Part Two, Rambo Three, Rambo, and Rambo: Last Blood. So, welcome back to Visions in Sound. As this week we are, of course, celebrating the 40th anniversary of First Blood here on the show. So that we have to
2: feel d- very, very old. <laughs> Now. 20th anniversary. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> well, don't feel too bad. It's also makes me feel fairly old too. So in, in all of that. So now, um, we have to discuss this last scene and, uh, we'll, we'll touch on it, uh, just very, very briefly, but, uh, an Oscar worthy scene, um, yes. where, where, um, Stallone just, in my opinion, just absolutely nails it as, uh, yes. in, in that, uh, you know, they come back and they call me baby killer, you know? And I, when oh. I was over there, I was driving tanks and, and, you know, all working all of this equipment. Now I can't even get a, get a, a job, you know, of pumping washing, gas or whatever. Washing cars. Washing, washing cars, cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's just just a, just a very powerful, powerful mm-hmm. scene. With uh, with Stallone and and Kronea, and uh, kind of but Denny he there but on the floor.
2: Yeah. So yes, yes. <laughs> it, it's come to it's people have mocked it, saying no, can't understand Stallone. You know, he's, he's just lost it. his voice. You know, he's you know he can't You can't what he's saying. But it, it's right for the film. He's like it because it is it, the point where of all what's been happening, sooner or later, it was going to explode in this emotion and this is where it happens
1: yeah
2: i know in a way i know that feeling i've had it myself you know in my life you know th- things happen build up and you end up something's got it you're you're something inside it has to go something really the top has to go and this is the point when the rambo character's top went
3: mm-hmm.
2: he completely loses it loses his it, all that emotion had to go somewhere and this is it so this really yeah. it, 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 it is a scene which is right for what has happened, a person like that would exp- would have this have this like breakdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, I, after... I,
2: I, I do I, I do I, I do understand it myself. I've had it in the past myself, so I know exactly like how it feels. He's absolutely so. You're right, Stallone absolutely nails it. And considering what he's seen in the past of the, of the, of the veteran, what happens to him? He's seen, he's seen his best friend blow up in front of him in bits. Because that's that's one yeah. of the most important parts of that of that uh, speech. It is. Such a well done scene, and it's also Krenner's part of it is very good as well. It's it's okay, people laugh wrongly about it being because of you know, oh, we can't understand what Stone's saying, but it is right for that character, yeah, it's right for that moment. And And
1: I don't know about you, but I could understand what he was saying, yeah,
2: I could, yeah, I can understand exactly what he's saying, and 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 know what what has happened, what what it means, and it's I think it's, it's a one of his best acting performances. Stallone's never really been it's very rarely people say comment on his acting. There's a number of films where he has really done some good acting work. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. There's another film I know which, it was uh Copland is another one who he, he yes. acts is it really shows that Stallone when he gets given the material, can really act. And this is this is Stallone acting really, really well for this, in this film. So yeah. it is a it's a the scene to me works and it's such an Sooner or later, this was going to happen to the cat, to, to, to Rambo, and mm-hmm. it, and it's, it is, it really does have that edge in, in the film. You, but as you said, the end, the ending, it's, it's con- also controversial in a way because in, if you ever, anybody's read the book, this is the scene where Rambo is supposed to be killed by Troutman, mm-hmm. and originally that was going to happen. Yes, because uh, I think when Kurt Douglas, who was the original Trapman, had the role, he was this is the scene. He, he wanted that to happen in the film. Yeah. When that was taken out and Rambo was going to survive, he left the project and Richard Krenner came in. That's the reason why Kurt Douglas is not in this film because of that scene. But it's a terrific scene. And it's as I said, it is it is right for the movie Considering what's happened to him. It works. And it's one of Stallone's. Is there's not many acting performances you say? This is once, but Stallone acting really well. This is Stallone doing it very well, acting acting the scene so well, and it is right for that character. Because the mm-hmm. character would do that. It is absolutely natural.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now the the legacy of the uh, the Rambo films is undeniable. Uh, several films, including uh, the likes of Commando, Missing in Action, uh, the Delta Force, and parodies like Hot Shots Part Deux. G- And uh, UHF secured the Rambo type character for the action genre. A film called Son of Rambo, a 2007 comedy uh, film set over the summer during the dawn of of Thatcher's Britain, is a coming of age story about two schoolboys and their attempts to make an amateur film based on First Blood. This one, you're not going to believe, but trust me, this is a real fact. In 2020, a Bollywood remake of First Blood (laughs) was to be produced. It would follow Rambo, the last member of an elite unit in the Indian Armed Forces, returning home only to discover a different war waiting for him, forcing him to the jungles and mountains of the Himalayas and unleash mayhem and destruction. As of this broadcast the film, unfortunately, has been permanently shelved. Whether we will see a Bollywood uh, first blood, who knows. Now, the term Rambo, of course, would become synonymous with one-man unstoppable armies and would be referenced in several TV uh, films and video games. Uh, The Rambo knife would become a hugely popular multi-use camping knife, rivaling even the Swiss Army knife in sales on August 14th 2020 not long ago a cedar wood statue of Rambo was unveiled in Hope Canada uh, 38 years after the film's release hmm. yeah so there we go that's all for us this week i am so glad that you are here uh, Jason to uh, to um, uh, to contribute to the show as always I think I'm gonna run out of music and run out of of music and have to talk for We're the...
2: But one more thing we've got to oh, say about the Rambo films. Ahead, one more ahead. thing. I think the Rambo films, I think even Stallone's admitted it, would not be the quality of the films they are today if it wasn't for the music of Jerry Goldsmith. His contribution to these films and the popularity is so important. Even Stallone himself has admitted that if it wasn't for Jerry Goldsmith. The films would not be as popular as they are today.
1: Agreed. Agreed. So like I said, that's all for us this week. Uh, thanks for hanging in, those that did. As we continue into 2022, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, interestingly enough, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. So Jason, in about 30 seconds, can you let me know what you've got coming up?
2: Well, i have got finishing a lot of stuff at the moment. I've got a Craig Stefan interview, two-parter coming out on Cinematic Sound, also an interview with Dominic Lewis, which I've finished, also Juliet Merchant, who's kindly spoken to me about her latest projects, and also doing one about Logan Austin, who's another previous inter- interviewee who's come to me talking about his latest project, My Tinder with Andre. So I've got some interviews about to come up on site. I'm also going to start a new archive. And I can now start, as I've got a clean state, I'm going to start talking to some more very interesting people soon on the Cinematic Sound Radio podcast.
1: Awesome. <laughs> so uh, join me next week as we head into 80s month with a look at 80s martial arts films. So I'll end off this week's show with some more music from First Blood. And I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.
0: It's a long road when you're when they tear your dreams up.